in the Cells podcast. I do want to make an apology. First of all, we weren't live on Friday. A lot of people had commitments. Uh, I had a birthday, by the way. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> every, every, everyone was busy in that. But we're back again Monday. I'm delighted to be joined by Franny and Anthony. How are you both? All good, Stephen. All good. It's It feels like a wee well, just simply because of commitments by others and stuff and myself that I've not been on. But I wasn't to be back on talking about Celtic. And yourself, Anthony? Hi, all good, mate. All good. I uh, feel like I've been, it's been a wee while since I've been on, just we've been away on holiday and stuff like that. And uh, like you say, I was unavailable on Friday as well with the wee boys' uh, fundraiser for his football team. But we were both at the game on Saturday. Uh, so looking forward mm-hmm. to talking about it tonight. And I, uh, great to be back. 100%. And we're back to our normal schedule. So we'll be back again Aye. Friday you as just well. Have, so you we'll just look- never got the memo, Stephen, on what top to wear. <laughs> ah well, I mean, these are these are twin that out. Like I think everyone's coming around to this home tap night. It looks oh, smashing. To be fair, yeah. After all the fucking razzmatazz about it when it first came out, people cracking up. People are just banning it left, right, and centre. But the comments are on fire already. Michael Ross is in early on, but I do want to come to the the Super Six. This will be updating that at the moment, and if it comes up on the screen. So Kevin Gallagher's first, now now Thomas second, Jimmy Latimer third, Alistair Dack fourth, Anthony Dunn, you're creeping up, big man. Fifth, <laughs> sixth is Kieran Gillahooly, seventh, Bethany Brennan, eighth, eighth, Jamie McElduff, ninth, Ewan Cheshire, and tenth, James Bay. So it's looking pretty uh, tasty there, Franny. You on that? No, you're not I, on that, I buddy. That's a bit of a strange one. I come first, that's, a, that's quite embarrassing for you, isn't that, no? Uh, no. Just, just a wee bit embarrassing. So marathon, no, <laughs> no, very true. But I mean, Anthony, we'll start with yourself, buddy. You wrapped the game with, with your son. Mm-hmm. Brief summary. How was it? Uh, well, at the start, it was an expensive day out because uh, when, mm-hmm. but not just, uh, we've not got, just got this one, but obviously, they, uh, as we were talking about off air, they were doing the, the, I think they're selling whatever they've got left of the, the anniversary kit as well. So that was another expensive trip to the superstore, Stephen. But uh, no, in terms of on the park, I thought we were. But just things are starting to come together a lot more now. Um, although it was now now at half time, I have to say I thought like you know there was, and there was a lot of people, you know, still having like the usual moans and groans online at half time. I have to say I thought we were playing okay first half. We obviously had the, the offside goal, um, but it was two or three other but, um, chances in that first half as well that had they went in, we could easily have been like we were in the opening game of the season, two or three goals up. Um, by half time, but I have to say, largely the crowd stayed away the, the team. There wasn't that kind of big sort of size of frustration at half time. It was just kind of like, right, well, we're doing everything right. Just need to do it maybe a little bit quicker, and um, and that and that very much happened. Once the the, uh, the the penalty went in, it was it was pretty much one way traffic for there. Um, but it's just great to get back in amongst the goals. We'll keep them on that that um, good bit of forum, obviously after the. Brilliant one at Ibrox, and uh, I would probably say, um, as much as it's good to see some of the new arrivals getting more game time, just the 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 sight of Rio Otaye coming back was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I just think he just totally everything just moved up a gear. And once he came on in, in the second half, he just shows he's he's still night and day ahead of everybody else at the moment. And um, hopefully, you know, once he's back up to full fitness and hopefully tied down in a long term contract for. Uh, We'll be laughing, but I good day at the office all round. Maybe it was a blessing that uh, Hatate got injured for that time period <laughs> to get over the, the transfer window and we keep him on our books. 
I mean, to be fair, Franny, I think Anfleet summed it up well there. The crowd, Rogers kind of alluded to the fact there that he stayed with them at half time. There was no boon. There was no kind of anxious among the support. Although you do feel it, they didn't show it, which was fair enough. But in regards to yourself, it was a sellout. I mean, we're unbeaten in the league. I think we're top by two points now. We're four points clear of our, our nearest rivals, obviously, the, the, the Derby. I think it's a domestic, domestically, apart from the cup, we've been. We've been flawless, really. Like we're unbeaten in the league, we're doing the job, and we're, we're getting the games won. At the end of the day, well, that's it, Stephen. Like, early doors, obviously. Rogers is a, a top top manager, and like, I think we all expected that. I'm sort of to just kick on for where Ange left, and maybe play a, just the same style of football because it's one of them. Like, why, why change what's not necessarily broken? You're off the back of a treble. I appreciate a couple of two or three key players have left, but in the main, the bulk of the squad's there. You've actually uh, replaced these guys and stuff, so I think it was just... Michael Ross, Michael Ross would disagree. He's going to be flanned tonight, like... I don't, I mean, I know. But, uh, so, with that, it's, you, you maybe expect the start of the season, you just to be, they'd be flying, running a wee bit, not adrenaline, but the buzzy Rogers coming in, new season and whatnot and things, but as let's not be it's been a bit of a slow start, but I think that's maybe just the players adapting to Rogers' still. I've said that for it was a very unique way we were playing for two years that that very fast paced football where Rogers is fast football, but it's more methodical. I think it is a possession based and stuff, and to draw teams out and create the space to then start popping it about fast and things like that. So it's been, I think, I think it's been frustrating for fans to kind of see the slower football and I think that maybe is creeping into the, the fan base and I think Rogers is kind of sort of a it's a term it's he's a culprit of his own success in a way that we thought maybe well he's going to be he's going to be sort of a you would see all the, the, the fast football be blowing teams away but it's just football's not like that and now we are just and now we are just kind of seeing that maybe Rogers is held just to a higher sort of a standard and things so I think the first half, like Anthony said, it was, it, it was a similar. Wasn't it really? Well, it was similar to the St. Johnston game because we did make. But Maeda's chance is is really unlucky. He actually cuts it really well and stuff, and then he's off. He's offside. Goes offside, but it's a great finish for it. At the end of the day, then Joe Hart has to make a a great save as well. But then second half, you get the goal early on for the penalty spot. Then it was just. Never, never really looked back. Dun, Dundee did have a chance. I think it was at one 0 but I can't remember his name. He picked up and he, you see, he's trying to just kind of use. I think it was. Skin. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And and it just it it's get he gets it wrong and stuff. So if that goes in, it's it maybe it's a different game because that I think that was pretty soon after we scored. But that was the only real chance I think Dundee actually had. But it was a very comfortable afternoon and like Anthony says, Hatati back is. A massive difference. It's it's no a slant and tumble, but we're so much better in the middle of the park with Hattie in it. It's just quicker. I think we're, it's a lot quicker. Yeah, that's the that's the main issue on that front. Mm-hmm. Hattie brings the the, the dynam, dynamism, the kind of <laughs> flexibility to get forward. I mean, Roger said that today in his press conference about he look, he's looking for more speed in the midfield again, and Hattie brings that, Anthony. But to come on to the the first goal, you spoke about Turnbull. He won the penalty kick, and he put it away. Was was it a penalty? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but funnily enough, I, I sat down at that side and in real time I thought, well, it, it, it looked in, but I just wasn't, you know, you're, you're never 100% sure if he's 
fallen into the box or if he was, you know, he, he did have some of his body in it. Um, and, you know, you could see a few of the players straight away saying, look, you're going to have to go and look at that. That looks that looks like a penalty, like that, that it was in the box. And um, there definitely was a relaxed sense around us that it was it was going to be awarded. And um, certainly for where the where they initially put the vanishing spray down on the, the pitch, it was like, well, it, was, it certainly wasn't that far out, put it that way. <laughs> um, and then obviously Bars, Bars looked at it and that's what it's here for. Um, it's a foul. He, he thought it was outside the box. It was in the box. And as much as the, there's been a lot of rule changes the last time I checked, there was a foul in the box. It's a penalty kick. Um, so I um, penalty all day for me, mate. And um, and David Turnbull um, took it well. Um, to be fair to him, and uh, yeah, as, as Franny says, that Dundee kind of they responded a wee bit after that, but they kind of did fizzle out after that. And then um, you know we really took control of the game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Turnbull pulled away fantastically well. And I've seen people trying to compare the penalty to the, the foul that was given against Dessers in the Derby game. Oh, the whole man. kick in the back of the, 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 the... They would clutch at anything, wouldn't they? Oh. Just to say they're right. I mean, it was proved again that they're wrong. But anyway, I mean, another goal was Kyogo. His header was fantastic. And also Cal McGregor picking out a wonderful pass, by the way. And I didn't think, personally, McGregor had the best of games. For me, he didn't, he didn't look really up to it. He was, he did, the speed was going, and obviously he was playing a bit of weak and stuff for Scotland, so you have to factor that in. But we always spoke about it last season, and even Pastor Coglu and Rogers to, to a degree, we were never finding Kyogo when he was making them runs, time in, time out. I mean, he was doing it all the time. He was wasting it, and Cal McGregor's finding that now. And, I mean, to be fair, that's a great weapon to have, and he was onside, perfectly timed, and bang, I think someone said he jumped like a salmon. It was a great goal all round. Great bit of team play as well. Well, it was, and if you remember, like the Dundee, there was a kind of 50 50, and the Dundee boy kind of laying the ground looking for a free kick, never getting it. But I think he was expecting, I'll just lie here and they'll kick the ball out. But fair play to Celtic, they, they mm-hmm. continued to kind of pass it about. And like you say, McGregor's pass, it's absolutely, but you just see him just, he picks his head up and sees Kyle go. I thought, I was expecting an offside flag, I'll be honest, he looked a mile offside. And it's no, when you actually see it, at first, I was like, "Well, maybe it's his pace and his it's that." But it's obviously his pace is playing a factor. But it's his movement is absolutely ridiculous for the goal. It's so good, and it's I think that's why. I mean, his pace obviously comes out, but his movement more than his pace, I think, makes him look a mile offside at times. And it's just it was an absolute great goal, great header, great great ball, and it was just like like we said. I know Dundee had a wee chance, but that second goal just it kills a tie for me. And, uh, just puts to bed any, not that there was any doubts, but it just puts to bed any doubts. And uh, it was just, it was a really, really nice goal all round. Yeah, I think as well, Anthony, you look at it from McGregor's point of view, if we're going to find them passes, <clears throat> I mean, that's a good thing. Teams maybe will start to think twice about sitting deep all the time. If Kyogo's breaking the lines, he's finding that ball over the top. Obviously, you need to time them runs to perfection, which he's doing at the minute. And for Kyogo, I mean, well, I've seen the stat today, six goals and assists. In five appearances since the start of the season, I think that's fantastic. Though. He's just—he's in a, a world he's on at the moment, mate. I—I I, I just love watching him play football. I just think he's absolutely excellent. As Franny says, he's off the ball movement, he's timing. Everything, obviously, he's putting the ball in the back of the net as well, which is obviously the most important thing for a, a player in his position. He's doing it in the big games, um, especially as well. You know, you look at Pataudry after we, um, you know, we just conceded an equaliser. 
two minutes later, we're back in front. Obviously, had a very similar goal at Ibrox, which proved to be the winning game. And that's the thing. Um, guys that play up front for Celtic have got to do it, you know, pretty much week in, week out. And that's what the wee man's doing at the minute. But aye, he's, he's an absolute joy to watch. And um, as he says, he's, he's timing for the, the he's, he's timing and the header itself were both first class. Mm. Aye, 100%. And I put this in on purpose right now. This is probably going to. The comments are going to explode here. Obviously, we've seen the Celtic's financial results come out. I think it was around 6 o'clock this evening. Um, Franny, come to you first here. One of our wee subtopics is, should we have signed a first striker? Obviously, Kugo has that ongoing shoulder injury. He looked like he had to go into the dressing room to get a pop back into place. He's also confirmed today that he's, he's fit and available for the Farnord game, which is fantastic. But it's well known that he's going to get an operation at some time during the season. Now, I just want to read out the, the results of, of these uh, mm-hmm. finances. So the group revenue increased by 35.8% to $119 million compared to 88.2 million the year previously. Operating expenses, including labour, increased by 4, 4% to $95.4 million, up on 91.7 the previous season. Gain on, sa- gain on sale player registrations, $14.4 million. Well, a wee bit of a drop to $29 million the year before. Acquisition of player registrations of £13 million to compared to 38.4 million the year before that. Again, a wee bit down. And profit, this is the big one, profit before taxation of 40.7 million, a huge jump from 6.1 million the year before, and also year-end cash net of bank borrowings of 72.3 million, up on 30.2 million on the year before. Now, again, it's a topic that everyone's still talking about, Everyone can see we'll have money coming out of our ears, Franny. Why do you think we didn't sign that first striker? Or do we need that first striker? I, I, I think we do need that first striker, first and foremost. I do. But at the same time, I don't want to... It maybe isn't the right thing to say, because if you want to be a big club, it shouldn't really... It's up to the players that are there to step up to the plate. But I do see something, something in all that I think he could be a really... Special player, he's got a wee maverick sort of a touch about him. I think it kind of lets him sit some, lets him down at times, where he maybe just tries to be too clever, too fancy and stuff. But I, I do think there's a player I know. Um, so I, I, I want us to bring something, but at the same time, I don't want us to. Is that catch twenty two? I don't want it to stunt O's progression in the team. But then that, I suppose, if you bring somebody in, that's on O to then step up to Mark. I mean, in an ideal world. I think we spoke about it in the group chat, obviously when the window was open at some point, a Michael Antonio would have been perfect. Him or that kind of outfit. When you actually see it, there was there was chatting him apparently coming. And that was... It, was very, <laughs> it was very minimum chatting. And you see, I think he's played nearly every game for West Ham. So there was obviously nothing in that story at all. Um, but I think, I think you really... If, for me, the first striker in an ideal world would have to be somebody of Michael Antonio's age, like that 33 age. That experience. I experience different from what you've got that, like, I mean, Jack Amakis would have been brilliant. Let's be honest, that's the better of the best. We had somebody, Jack Amakis, that would have played that role brilliant. But that type of, that type of guy that knows, kind of knows his, his place in the team and stuff, can help the younger guys uh, around, obviously, like guys like Cole, uh, pass on some of his experience, but maybe it's just it's not to say that we never tried, Stephen. I know me and you, I'm, I'm kind of in your camp, it was 
spend, 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 but it's mm-hmm. we don't know. They could have tried, for all we know, we, they could have tried. The figures will say they didn't, but because we didn't know what happened, we didn't know the dealings of transfers. So I think we've got to kind of be a wee bit pragmatic and go, they probably did try. I mean, if we as a podcast, as folk watching football, just Joe Boggs off the street can see that Celt, if if we, not just us as free, but quite a lot of folk thought we need a new goalkeeper. Not necessarily desperate emergency ones, personally myself. A goalkeeper, a left back and a striker. Should have said, no, Brendan Rodgers is thinking that day then. I'd, at the end of the day, he's, a, he's, a, top, he's a top manager. If, if we're thinking that, he's he'll be thinking that as well. And it's not to say that we didn't try and sign these boys. You just, we didn't know and it maybe is just like we've always said, we, especially me and used to, when we were very vocal on the, the group chat and we were saying that just go and like, spend a bit of money on a guy, go and spend that seven, eight, nine million. If that's what it costs, go and spend it. Again, they maybe did. They maybe did try and go to it and the guys went, nah, I don't know. I fancy it. Or maybe some boy went to the EPL where it's, there's quite a decent money there. Like wages-wise, we were just, we simply can't compete with the wages because the, the finances, they can pay guys eight to grand a week. Like, I don't know if you've got to bring it up, but just in case you didn't like the guy like Brighton, Ansu Fati is on a hundred and eighty grand a week at Barcelona and Brighton. Brighton can take him and loan and pay about eighty eighty percent of his wages. Celtic can't compete with that. No chance. Absolutely no chance we're competing with that type of wages. Finances, transfer fees, I think we could probably pay it, but the problem is wages then come into it. Whether folk mm. folk might hark back to when last and that was in you were maybe paying fifty, fifty five grand. But the Premiership are probably paying that type of wage as well. And the problem is the Premiership are they paying that type of wage anywhere. Yeah. Like ben Doak is apparently on like 12 grand a week at 17 year old. And we had guys saying, why did we let Ben Doak go? Because she's going to be paying 16 year old laddies 12 grand a week. And, and I know a focal point to the finances being there. It does know the timing. The timing of it, I think, I mean, there would have never been a great time to bring it out, because especially when it's Peter Law that said it, because everybody's got their reservations. The chairman of the board. And it's the fact that like, they should have just let anybody else say that statement, let's be honest. That's just bad, bad PR letting Peter Law say that statement. Because um, yeah. everybody know like, everybody's... Non-executive chairman. That's not their enemy. That's not their enemy. <laughs> um, everybody's got their opinion on Peter Law. And for him to sit and boast about the numbers, it's just got to heighten that for folk. And it's not to say that we won't spend it. And like you said, obviously, a prof, a big hike in profit. We didn't have the Champions League money last year. We've got it this year. That's going to be a big hike in profit. Also, as well, million, 25 million part... coming for Jota. But didn't they mm-hmm. getting that? That's that's mm-hmm. money. Starfield, I mean, I know you, you break even, but it's still 5 million for a guy that you probably weren't planning on selling. So there, there was money made on guys that we, we didn't know or, or weren't planning on selling. So it's it's one of the ones where I'm sitting saying I wanted us to go that extra mile in the transfer market. I don't know if we that tried to or not. I'll never know. These figures on the outside will make it look like, well, there's no excuses for not doing it. But really, mm-hmm. when it comes to wages, who you're competing against, Matt, like... You get fans that moan, Frank's like, Palmer, why why did it take so long to sign Palmer? But maybe we'll, and then, what's this? I think that's a brilliant point. 
the figure show how much of the club we are. Imagine what we could do if we were in a Super League. I, I totally, totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree, agree with that. With that. Like, I said it weeks ago, Celtic are a big club geographically, but that's it. That's it, right? Well, no ge- we're a big club in name, but no geographically. We're, we're, we're stuck in the SPL. The SPL. I don't like to slate it because I think we have got a great product, but I think we don't sell it properly. I'm not saying we're ever going to achieve what the APL teams achieve when it comes to mm-hmm. finances, but the figures, I Stephen, they just it doesn't help when you're trying to say in, in the eve of the Champions League, and it shows that you've only spent 13 million to try and gear up for the Champions League. It it doesn't look great, but it doesn't mean we didn't try at the end of the day. We just we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, we'll never day. know. We'll, we'll never know. I think what I can see in the comments again, there's a lot of I knew this would cause hate 100 percent because the feeling that I felt, Anthony, when Kugo went off, see that looked as well, like an injury. That like see Celtic in a bigger budget and finance. We've got about fucking thirty six players. Go in a big ways, but we'll 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 park that for now. I'll come on to the fire note a bit later on in the podcast. But Anthony, the feeling I got when Kogo went off was like fuck. Who's next? I, I like go. I agree with Franny. I think he, he will be a player in time, so to speak. Obviously, with more training, getting used to the system, different managers, and successive uh, seasons. What I'm looking at here, I mean, Stephen uh, Ray said earlier on, forget about the EPL. We're not competing with them. It's Belgium, Netherlands, Norway, all them types of nations. I totally agree with that, by the way. Don't understand why we can't do it. The finances back it up. But then the wages, so you have to take that into consideration. Sean the Mac, the comment we brought up, said about if we were in a Super League, our finances would be up there with the best, basically. Now, I look at this for a Scottish club. It's, it's record-breaking. 40.2 million pre-tax profit, 72 million in the bank. And I don't think that includes the Jada fee or the Starfelt fees. I don't know. I need to look at that. But, but then again, Peter Lawwell's doing his wee statement, basically saying that we're, we're kind of self-sufficient. We're saving the money for cash reserves in case we don't get in the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. Really day fund. Let's, let's call it that. But overall net spend, I think, £13 million for the, 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 the summer window just gone. We all knew that the issues with the squad, I think even more so, like I said, there when Q going off, we're going, fuck, oh, if O gets injured, we're basically down to bare bones. I know Mieta can play in there and vice versa or whatever. But how, how do you feel about the finances? And do you think we should have maybe tried a bit harder to get more signings in the door? Well, um, Stephen, is there any chance you could bring the graphic back up? Just yes, to- yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. You carry on talking about get up them. Yeah, it's just um, <laughs> obviously the fact. Um, listen, there's no doubt the the the, the numbers are, are staggering. Really, although you know they'd probably be quite similar to other clubs of our size um, across the continent. It's you know profit before taxation a a forty million pound. That's a standard you know transfer fee for you know for certain clubs now. Um, for such as the the madness the European uh, you know certain leagues and, and the, the monies that they can spend, but it's the group revenue increased to 119 million. It's it's absolutely brilliant. I'm not sure that in terms of its acquisition of players registration. I don't know if that does that go up to to June. So in terms of does all of the players from signed from July onwards will they be in the next one? Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how it all works, but that second one is one of the, the big things as well. Operating expenses increased to nearly £100 um, million. Pound. Um, that was the one I was looking for. Sorry, but you can take it back off now if, if, if you want. That was I just wanted to see that. You know, 
we do make a lot of money. There's there's no especially for a for a Scottish club that doesn't have the, the kind of TV deal um that other you know clubs have down down south. But because we have so much of our stuff in-house, you know, we run our own um, you know, a lot of the merchandise and stuff with the, the scouting and data stuff is huge. We've just um, announced that we're going to be um, spending quite a significant sum of money on the Barrafield um, redevelopment. And I think there's some stuff going on at Lennox Town as well. So all of these things have to be getting factored in. I always feel like I'm defending the board these days, which I, I don't just necessarily want to be able to see you do because, you know, I've got my own, you know, I, there's a lot of things I don't agree with them um, with as well. Um, so I think it'll probably be the, the set. I, I, I think I might be wrong, but the way that it comes, I think a lot of the players um, that we've signed in the summer, I don't think they come into like the January um, or February um, announcement. I think that's, I think we've almost got like six months in arrears. Somebody maybe more financially sound might be able to tell me that. Hence why the Jota money and the Starfelt money isn't in these figures either, like you say. Listen, in terms of the the the, the window itself, I'm, I'm kind of pretty much in, in, in the same agreement with Franny. And in terms of what Peter Lawwell said, there was quite a stark um, thing. That, and maybe people just say it's just it's just another, it's just more empty words. But he did say something along the lines of, you know, the self-sufficient. It means we're on a good financial footing sort of thing. But then he does say, and, and he, he very much separates the two type of player that, that we're always in the market for. He says we recognise the difference between players that we want to bring in for, relatively modest fee and sell on big, you know, your Jotas and, you know, Dembele's, they, they kind of players. But also the um, the players that have got to come in and make an impact straight away. Now, there's obviously debate to be had whether we've done that this summer. I think we've kind of been hampered to the point of a lot of the players that we have signed haven't had a run in the team, not through any necessary fault of their own. Um, you look at Tilio, we don't know if he's first team ready yet, but by all accounts, when he was signed, there was a lot of fanfare around him saying he's going to, you know, he's he's your replacement for Jota straight away, and he's picked up an injury. Um, obviously, um, Navroki has come in, essentially yep. Starfelt's replacement. He's He's been injured. Um, and obviously, um, I think it was Quan was the other um, player in, in the middle of the park. And I would accept that he's probably the one that's not like we would say for what we've seen so far, he hasn't settled. Um, Holmes, when he's come in, has looked decent and in, in, in flashes as well. I think what a lot of fans were probably looking for is that absolute bonafide grade A. He's in the team, and and that's it. What, what do you think about um, that? Because I think that the comments are making great points here, Michael Ross. Quite simply, we are underachieving, and we all know it. Well. What, what would but, uh, Michael's of course in Europe I'm guessing I'm guessing I'm guessing it means Europe because obviously we won the travel last year so we've achieved everything domestically and I think for me Anthony as well sorry to cut you off there but I'll obviously well, come back to you the financial yeah, well, results absolutely fine mate I, I would say I, I, again we've, we've spoke about the Champions League um, at, at length and I know we'll be coming on to it again um, soon because obviously that's the, the big one kicks off tomorrow night you look at Europe last season and I, I look at it in a lot of sense with a campaign that we had under Neil Lennon. I think we had Ajax in the group that year and um, I think it was AC Milan and I think it was one of the one of the many years with Barcelona. 
And um, it was a, a, a group where we played well and, 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 and played really well throughout the, the course. I think there was a game in the San Siro. We were actually by far and away the better team against AC Milan. Didn't they take our chances? And as we've said time and time again, at this level, you'll always get punished for not doing so. I think, apart from the dead rubber and the burnabout, by which point the group had got away from us, I think we more than competed in the Champions League, given the resources we have and the teams that we were going up against. I think people, when they see names like Leipzig getting out, because it's not the the kind of the old money kind of sexy name of like an AC Milan or you know a Real Madrid or something like that, there's almost like a sense that straight away we should be beating this mob. And I think sometimes we forget just how much that we, in terms of the, the league that these teams play in, we can week out the opposition that they face, we can week out is of a, a far higher standard. But you look at that game against Real Madrid for 60 minutes, we more than matched them. And you just, if, if McGregor's shot goes in or Maeda's shot goes in, gives the crowd a lift and they can, you know, maybe kick on for that. But Real Madrid's quality showed in the end. But is that not all? Is that not all? Is that not all? If if spots and maybe it is, but that's what football. That's what football comes down to. Uh, for, but if, if that happens again, if that happens again this year, will we be saying the exact same thing next year? I give what people say in the chat. I'm not pushing it, by the way. I'm just saying. Yeah, and and in, ter- in terms of the finances, me and Franny, we 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 do your heads in by saying sign this guy. <laughs> and some of it is. Some of it is. I'd love nothing more than for Celtic to go out and. And spend big, and you know, be, be able to you know sign this that and this player and that player and pay them however many grand a week and 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 whatnot. But the the the, the reality is, the the players that are that are off a, that you would that would require a big financial outlay just to get them in, and then you know the weekly wage that they would then be picking up. Even if you bought two or three of these guys, let's just say for instance we had bought. Two or three players at about 12, 13, 12 million this year, right? Are we seriously saying that we would, if we'd signed three of those players, we'd be going into any Champions League game against a pot one or a pot two side and being like, right, let's let's do it? One of the great things we didn't we didn't spend in comparative to what the big teams did under in, in some of our more kind of the better years we've had in Europe, it's just been that we've, we've taken our chances when they've came along, we've punched above our weight and came off the better side of it on the result. I mean, we didn't spend more than Juventus in 2001, but there was a night where we took the chances that came our way and we got a bit of, a bit of luck on uh, as well. Now, of course, a lot of folks say you'll make, make your own luck as well, and that's absolutely fair. I think... When you actually look at our European um, campaigns one by one, they they average out about the same as what most other European teams with the budgets we have in the league we play in. It's it's much as much as we regularly qualify for the Europa League group stage, where I think we definitely both agree on. Um, I think there's maybe you look back. I always think of the Copenhagen. Year the year we actually topped the group with two games to spare. That was a game that did get away from Stephen. Um, but when you actually look at it, we're a top four side in the Champions League, and I think two couple of the last years that we've been in it, we've finished third. 
And when you look at the teams in pot one and two, that's largely where where we are in the food chain, whether we like it or not. And in the Europa League, I say definitely in the knockout phase, I think we've got to improve on that. But I mean, I can't remember the last time we failed to get out a, a Europa League group. So when you look at it in that term, it's not as bad. But I appreciate we always we always want to do better. Of course, that that goes without saying. The issue that the people have is the fact that every new manager comes in, want to make an imprint in Europe, want to do better in Europe, want to do this. Rogers was asked today what success would be being in Europe after Christmas, so he's confident that we'll do it. But we'll come on again back. We'll come back to the European chat shortly. I want to kind of bring it back if we can, Franny, to the league game. That was a wee, that was a side tangent that I knew we get everyone kind of jumping in, and it did. Everyone's comments as welcome, different opinions. We all have different opinions. But Franny, I mean, someone who came in to the game on the right-hand side to replace a ballot was Yang. Yeah, I thought he did well. I think for me that maybe overdoes it sometimes in terms of taking his player on and not releasing the ball quick enough or maybe not linking up the play as he should. But early signs are encouraging. And we talked about this before. We need players who can eliminate a fullback. We've got runners. We've got a ballot can do that. Mieta can do that. But having... The likes of a dribbler who could take maybe one or two on and whip a ball into the box or, or cut it back for, for a player to score. That's what we, we were lacking in terms of breaking teams down with the low block. But Yang coming in for that game, did he impress you the time he was on the pitch? Uh, it's, it's probably the one... I mean, it's been given the more the more game time, probably more duty position and stuff. And the the exit is Yota. And now obviously the injuries have helped him get, get more game time than maybe... Maybe, not saying maybe that he expected, but maybe more than what we, we expected, I suppose. And he's, he has certainly pre- impressed, but I, I totally agree. It does, it does maybe one too many step-overs at times, but I can remember, as certainly myself, I was saying that about Jota when he first came in, that he does one too many step-overs, and look how that turned out. Well, he turned out all right. So it's maybe just one of them. Uh, he just needs to just get a good run of, good run of games, get, get used to the players, get used to how they want to... Uh, Aye, there you go. PSG spent that and didn't win the Champions League. I, I know I like winning, winning the money, but it's that's the way we are. It's the world you live in. Um, but I, Yang, Yang has certainly impressed me. I, I like he, he's quite tall and athletic as well, which I think mm-hmm. might help us in Europe. Like might help us in Europe and stuff like that. Uh, he looks a strong boy and stuff, but and he looks like he can play on the right and, and the left-hand side, which is always handy. It gives you that flexibility and stuff, even if he's maybe starts predominantly on the right and it's not really working for him. Maeda looks like he's a stick on again this season for, for left midfield, depending, obviously, it's the early doors for Palma. We just don't know about him yet. Um, But Maeda seems, I say, equally as comfortable on the right. I don't think, I, I don't know how Maeda ever looks comfortable when he's playing football, but he, he's such... Such a good player, such a good player, and just so key, I think, at times. But uh, they too, if if it is good, obviously Yang, I think, will get a good run in teams because of how bad his injury. I think he'll be, depending on how Tilio turns up in, in training, but I think Yang, now it's his jersey to loss. And like I say, because him and Maeda can both swap wings, it's it's a good a good option to have just in case it's maybe just not working out for you. You can go, right, we'll go and just, just swap our wings and get him running at somebody else to try and get his confidence. But I somebody that's it's certainly impressed me and stuff, and he, he seems a confident enough boy. He just needs to, I think he just needs to stop trying to impress, if you like, Steam, because I do agree. Yeah. I think he is, it's one too many step overs at times, not all the time, but 
sometimes you're like, you maybe didn't need that one. But he's a young laddie. It's we see it all the time with, with wingers and stuff. They, they're certainly the playoff confidence and stuff and playoff form. It's just it's getting that balance, but it's it's not something I'm too overly concerned. He's one that's I was like going by the YouTube clips. It was the one that kind of excited me early doors and stuff, but he's. I'm not saying he's lived up to his elders, but at the same time, he's he's looked looked a good wee sign. It's look, speaking of the business model, it looks like he fits up perfect because he looks like Thanks, somebody will not try to sell, not try to get rid of the boy. But it looks like if he performs, continues to look on his trajectory, somebody will make decent money on. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it reminds me of the time Anthony. Remember Klinsman went to Rugby Park to watch O, and he just tried so hard and hard and hard and. Nothing was coming off. It looked like he had a really bad performance. But in terms of Yang himself, I think Anthony, like Franny said, he's very off the cuff. You don't really know what you're getting. He likes taking players on and takes spaces. He's got to be burst of pace. He's physical, which is good. And I think going in time, I'm not saying he's going to replace Yada, but he's coming from the K League. He was the young player of the year. He made his debut for South Korea during the international break. So Klinsman obviously thinks I really highly of him. Are you excited to see more of him potentially in the coming games here? Absolutely, yeah. Whether he whether he starts in the European games is still to be seen, but definitely, I mean, he started on um, on Saturday. I mean, I, I wasn't at the St Johnson game. That was the weekend I was away. But you know, I heard a lot. Of, you know, he was one of the you know shining lights in, in, in that game for what I heard, and he played well in, in spells on Saturday as well. I think probably the best term to describe would be a bit raw at the minute. Mm-hmm. Like you say, that he's beat a guy, but then he's maybe got that idea that he wants to beat him two or three times, whereas, you know, I'm sure Brendan will coach that out of him and just, just beat him once and get the ball in. That's, that's all you need to do. Um, you know, I'm not in any way describing about to compare him to to any to, to this man, but I'm just saying it's similar to when, um, obviously when Ronaldo originally joined United for Sport in Lisbon, he was a bag of tricks, had all the natural skill in the world, but he was prone to doing the, the step over two or three times when he'd already had the boy beat. But naturally, as he matured, that, that grew out of him. Like I say, I'm not in any way, don't, please don't have it on the endless cells, um, you know, um, Yang is the new Ronaldo, <laughs> but you know, you know, the, you know what a guy's in for. We'll get that clipped up. We'll get that clipped uh, up. <laughs> There'll be a lot of crazy drugs as Tony on the night. Anthony, were you surprised about Palmer's size when he came on? I've seen a lot of people say that. Yeah. Palmer looked like an absolute unit. He looked yeah, like a that, tank. That's it. I mean, he looked like he'd been, um, like, you know, when he when he, when he signed, you know, the, the photos, when people are getting their photograph taken sometimes, you know, it, it can be a bit deceiving how tall or, or, you know, how, how small they actually are. But my God, man, he looked like he'd been through the Todd Cantwell Instagram filter when he signed. Remember when they made him look like, fucking, like Thor? And he's like, look, the guy right. looks like he needs iron. But, oh, my God, this boy's a unit, an absolute unit. Um, and look, look the part when he came on. I know, that's, I know that sounds a bit stupid, but he just looks the part when he came on and uh, just took proper physical specimen, but a couple of good touches in that as well. Obviously, can sometimes be hard when you're – I think he came on when it was maybe 1-0, 2-0, or maybe it was yeah. just before the goal. I yeah. can't quite remember. But, obviously, they're, they're huffing and puffing and just, like, trying to get into the game. But when he did, um, he, he, he looked apart. And I, I do think, as I say, the more games he gets, I think he could he could be a real find. Um, you know, we've obviously spent 
But I think he's is he potentially I think is he a biggest outlay this summer is about four four and a half million. Four million. Yeah, possibly. Um I... yeah, it looks like he's going to be worth every penny once he gets right up to match fitness and gets a run of games. Uh but I dare say we I don't know what he jinx it, but it looks like we could have a, a very good number seven. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. And Franny, I mean to be fair, a lot of people in the comments saying the same thing, surprised by his size like Anthony. That's the first thing I noticed straight away. He looked, look at that. No, no, your man Hulk, who plays uh, as a Brazil. Uh, He's like sim- similar, just tanked up and ready to go on the pitch, ready for action. And like Anthony, I thought when he came on, he didn't do anything amazing, but he didn't give the ball away. He was very composed when he had the ball. He was he was jostling with the, the fullback. He was winning the, his duels and he looked quite decent. And it brings me on to my next question. Get into the morning night against Farnod. Who would you who would you give the nod to? Palma or Yang? Yang. Yang? Straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Uh, Any just particular reason? Based, just because of what I've seen. I can only simply base it off what I've seen now. And it looks more like Palma is predominantly prefers to play off the left. And uh, Maeda, I think although Greg Taylor looked looked better, probably had his best game at the weekend there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I think well, he's got a good, he's got a good haircut and that, so it must take him a while to do that here. They will be uh, long in the 100%. shower. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I think, as I say, Taylor had probably his best game of the season on Sunday. I don't know if Brendan Rodgers has suddenly just went right. Ken, we're just we're playing you as the inverted fullback. It's the best I've got. I've, I've got Johnson back. I can accommodate you now being the inverted wing back. Or Greg Taylor just went. I'm playing shite, so I'm going to play the way I can, how to play good, and I'm going to play this inverted wing-back role and see what happens. So if Taylor's got to play the inverted wing-back where he seems to perform a lot better and is a lot more confident, looks a lot more comfortable, I think you need my head out on the left. And simply because of that, due to the fact that I've t- Palmer came on and played on the left uh, at the weekend, all the sort of YouTube clips... I'm not saying he can't play on the right or, or anywhere else, but it seems left wing's kind of his favourite position. I just think Maeda will Maeda for the just for covering defensively is what yeah. you want. I noticed, so, yeah, I noticed, I, I noticed Craig Taylor coming in a lot more. And do you know what he's really good at? I don't know if he's watched it, the, the wee segment thing he does on the Celtic YouTube channel. Uh, he's a good part. Him and, uh, him and Alistair Johnson, it was, some, it was some laugh, but Anthony, same question to yourself for the exact same reasons here. I mean, Palma looks all, I mean, the cliche saying a European winger mm-hmm. looks to drive, looks to link up play, looks to thread the free balls and get the ball, the goals. Yang, skillful, off the cuff, orthodox. Who, who would you go for? I think Franny made a great point in terms of Mieta, especially if Taylor is staying with that and further kind of fullback role, the cover in the European game. I'm 50 50. I'd be happy with either of them, to be honest, because I think they could both offer something different. But where are you sitting at at the minute? I think purely because he started on, on Saturday, I think it'll be Yang that he, that he goes with, um, Stephen, because I think Palmer's still perhaps a week or two behind in terms of um, match fitness. But brilliant option to have off the bench. And obviously, in an ideal world, it probably would have been a badder uh, that started if he'd been fit. But obviously, we know, obviously, he's. Uh, He's going to be out for some some considerable time, but I, I would have no qualms about any of the two of them starting. To, to be perfectly honest, we know it's it's going to be a huge game tomorrow night. We know we're the underdogs, especially away from home. But 
I think any of the two of them are a bit of an unknown quantity because you know for us as much as the opposition because we don't we've not seen them in, in full flow yet. But I think just the fact, like you say, he'll probably start Maida on the left just for that that constant work rate getting back and help him out defending as well because there's no doubt we're going to be under the cosh for for quite large spells in the game. So I think in that sense it maybe makes um, more sense to have to start with with Yang because he's you know he's he's had a bit more game time. But I definitely think. Palmer will feature at some point. Yeah, I think the five sub rule comes in that you can use your squad more and get get them on the pitch and get minutes and legs and that. And moving on to the Farnold game, uh, Franny, obviously a wee bit of a dip in between there talking about finances. Finances is probably going to come up again, but sure, but we'll go with it. There's a few connections, obviously, with our, ourselves and Farnold. I mean, the 1970 European Cup final, which had pipped us to, which was 2-1. And just to we mentioned, the, the Wim Janssen, obviously, we, we all miss big Wim. He's going to be a Celtic icon forever. So, I mean, always in our hearts in terms of stopping the 10. And Henrik Larsson as well. And, and that was signed the King of Kings for around, what was it, 650 grand or something? Yeah, something like that, wasn't 600 it? 600 or 650, aye. Yeah, absolutely incredible. It's all the makings of like a, I don't know what, so a derby game? I don't know. That's just a kind of a clash. Well, how are you feeling going into it? But, uh, we... A wee bit of concern, Stephen. A wee bit of concern. They've been battering teams, haven't they? I think, the last three games. Oh, 11 goals in two I, games. I, I, I think the game before that, I think they won 5-0 or something. Or five, I think they went 5-0, five, 5-1, one, five, one, one. So, it's, it's no... We've got to, have to be, got to have to be tight at the back. Got to have to be tight at the back. But I think it's... It sounds simple, but it's ex, obviously executing it. But I think... First 15, 20 minutes, just similar to what we've done at Ibrox, silence the crowd for the first 10 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes, just play the game out, don't give away any any silly sort of uh, chances, don't don't give them a chance to score, obviously. We'll just need to keep it tight, play our way into the game, I think it's it's one of them. You want to, in an ideal world, you've got a home tie, maybe against even PSV or that, so you try and kick off the group, but um, at the same time, when you look at not to discredit Firenord, when you look at the pot one teams, I think if you were picking one, Firenord would have been not one of the top picks. I don't think there'd be many outside of that in the, the group that you'd go. Ken, I would rather avoid if I'm picking one, Firenord's got probably be high up there because it was one out of the more you'd probably go well. I think you might get a chance here, but again, it's not not got to sit and say I know the Dutch how well the Dutch league is and stuff. I've John would. The, Ah, well, <laughs> do you know Clem? I think you've claimed the league a couple of times, so didn't he? Didn't he used to talk about I know a wee bit about it. You were the South Korean league, but you know, you, you knew about the South Korean second division. Quan, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm an international uh, scout. International scout. <laughs> Aye. Um, fucking, Prick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I can only go off PSV, and they looked decent in spells against uh, against Rangers and stuff, but It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game. I think it's it's one of the ones you've got to have to just like say play, try and keep it similar to how you maybe how the Rangers game played out. Obviously, it'd be great if it finishes one 0 to us, but that way you just kill the crowd, try and just keep the ball dictating the pace of the game, slow it down, pro, like slow the slow the game right down and stuff, and draw them out. Play your three or four passes and stuff, and bring them out, and then maybe just play one up over the top for Kyle. It's just it's, it's just staying the, like, if I was trying to sound 
defeatist. I don't mean it in that way. Stay in the game. Then you give away a goal yeah. in the first 10 minutes and you're going, oh, here we go. Because I think if you give away an early goal, could be a long night. Just just looking at their last three games, it it looks like they can score. It looks like when they score early, they'll, they'll not stop them. They'll keep going. No, I, I totally agree. And it's, it's a Celtic thing to do. You know, they concede the first 10 minutes and then the game's kind of <laughs> kaput, isn't it? But I mean, I'm going to come to you here as well. That obviously, their manager, Arne Slat, was linked with the Spurs job. He rejected it. He stayed on. He's been very respectful in the, in the press. The Celtic Centre, obviously the best team in Scotland. We're better than Rangers. He can't kind of gauge the Rangers game against PSV because we're at a different level. I think that's going to rub the salt into their wounds, which is absolutely fantastic in that aspect. And again, just to be mentioned, the likes of winning the European Cup final and, and, and the King of Kings as well. It, it's all the makings of, a, of a, a great game in terms of the connection between the two clubs, the history they both share, the, the people they've shared. Do you know what I mean? The King of Kings win, stopping the 10 for us. And also, I'm going to triple attack you here. Mm-hmm. Alistair Jack has come in. Question. Now, hopefully you know the answer to this and you're not leading me up the garden path. <laughs> Who was the last player we bought from them and not alone? So you can, you can dwell on that mm-hmm. while answering what I asked you. No, I got well about it. I, I, obviously, I know we, we got Henrik. Um, I was going to actually say Borinter, but I think he was actually Ajax, wasn't he? He, he was, was, um, he was Ajax, I was actually yeah. going to say Hoydog, but he was before Larson. I will need to wait for Alistair so I, I can't think off the top of my head, mate. But, um, didn't comment because yeah, I can see I'm turning the comments off. In terms of what you were saying with regards to the connection between the two clubs, it's absolutely. But I mean, you think, you know, obviously Henrik's the one for for our generation. Um, I always still think it's crazy that him and Liverpool combined cost a million quid. I think that's just that you know we say we don't, but our recruitment's not great. We're no bad, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, definitely. I mean, back in the at the start of the the summer there. Um, obviously, it's been the anniversary this year of um, Celtic stopping uh, Rangers' attempt at, at 10 their own. Obviously, Vim was in charge that year, and um, me and my dad were through at the, the Glasgow Armadillo, and it was all the, all the players for that uh, for that team were, were getting interviewed. Chris Sutton was hosting it, and um, it was, you know, obviously, our assistant manager and former player, Murdo McLeod, was there that night. I think it was his first public appearance. You know, he's obviously you know, these troubles to seek health-wise, and he, he got a great ovation. And then Vim's family, um, remaining family, came out um, just sort of for a, a kind of brief chat at the end, and they had their Celtic scarves on, and they joined in the, the walk-on and stuff like that. It was absolutely brilliant. And they said, you know, him and Murdo remained, you know, great friends up until till Vim passed. And he's always, you know, obviously, he's a, by and odds, his team, naturally, as you would imagine, but he's always had great affection for, for Celtic. And, and, you know, like you said, you know, if, if you're only going to be at Celtic one season, you might as well win a championship and sign the best player um, in the last, you know, 30, 40 years, maybe just before King Kenny. Um, you know, what, what what a guy, what a legacy to have, and nobody will be able to ever take that away from him. But um, I'm looking forward to it. As I say, well, I think this is actually our first competitive fixture against them since the 1970 so. um, yeah, so. final. And I think, you know, you listen, you know, you know, but I've, you know, fan looking through the history and stuff, and whenever you hear the the players, the great Celtic players for that generation, they, they almost say that Feyenoord kind of did to them in the final what Celtic had did to Inter, you know, three years before. You know, Celtic had done a, a they, won, they won very late on, didn't they? Was that sorry? It was later on the one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah. Um, and I think as well. 
obviously in Celtic went one nil up in that game, Inter went one nil up in Lisbon. So there's you know a lot of similarities um, between the two games, but Celtic had had two magnificent results against Leeds United in the semi-final, so were regarded at that time as, as the best in Europe. And although the players don't necessarily say that they they thought the cut their name was on the cup after the game at Hamden or anything like that, I think they definitely perhaps they they, they were definitely the favourites going into the game, shall we yeah. say? And, I think it's one of the big regrets of a lot of the, the players that time. You know, as much as the story of Lisbon for me is the greatest story ever told, but having to do it twice in three years, that would have been that would have been incredible. Although having said that, just getting to two finals in three years proves that there was no um, there was no one offness about Lisbon. That Celtic side, I think as well. Actually, there was some crazy stat we were involved in quarterfinals upwards for like six of the seven years in between that as well something well, like that well, there's a really um, and I think it runs up until maybe the, the start of the 2010s and it shows you like the European it was a brilliant kind of moving graph it was on one of these um, Facebook pages and one of these European pages and it was all the football teams all their, their wins in Europe mm. since European football began and obviously at the start you have you know, Real Madrid Inter Milan, Benfica, you know, Manchester United, they, they guys start off and then Celtics, you know, you just see the crest just appearing and then for a while it's, you know, second and third and, and it, but it all, it's always in the top 10 and it kind of tails off, you know, as into the 2010s yeah. and, you know, the, the, the current generation. Um, just FYI that at no point did the Rangers crest appear, so mm-hmm. that was always a wee bit more enjoyable as well. But Celtic in the European Cup, our, our record is as good and is up there you know, with, with any of the greats, um, certainly in years gone by. And, you know, I, I still think we do, what we, you know, we, we give a good, a, a, at least give a good account of ourselves. Um, I know, obviously, we've had a couple of humblings for Barcelona and PSG in recent years, but I would say our, our first forays into the Champions League, even though there was nights we lost, we still gave, you know, you, you think over to that game where we lost in Bayern Munich, it was a narrow defeat, even we've had narrow defeats in the new camp as, as well. So we always, we always, We've always got a puncher's chance going into any, any of these games, and under no illusion that Feyenoord are the, are the big favourites tomorrow night. Purely, you know, they're at home; they'll their fans will create an atmosphere, you know, similar to ours. You know, they're, they're a they're a sort of noisy bunch, one. and they're in great form. But, don't start! Don't start! <laughs> but I would say that Celtic um, Celtic winning in Europe isn't as much as a you know headline grabber as folks seem to think it would be. So. You know, don't be surprised if uh, we you know we, we overcome the odds again. Well, again, that answer from Alistair Zaka's question, who the Celtic signed from them from Farnod, and it wasn't alone, Evander Snow. That's uh, who uh, signed, Evander Snow. But, Anthony, they, they come right back to you. They come right back to you. Stephen Ray got it right off the bat. A few other people got it as well. But um, in terms of you said, rather no losing, right? Mm-hmm. Farnod has scored 11 goals in two games, conceded two must be a very professional attacking team. Good Dutch kind of essence about them, all that kind of cross stuff, kind of ban and all that kind of thing, which is fantastic kind of style of play on that. Right, let's have a look. Scales, Lager, Bielka and Phillips. Pick two, drop one. Well, I think the fact that... I, I, I've not read a lot of Brendan's post-match comments for Saturday because I, I was driving home. Um, and I've just I've not really been back on, you know, to, to read up on on any of Stephen. But Phillips went off at half time, 
And yep. I don't know what was that. I don't know if any of you guys know. Was that through an injury? Was he rolled his ankle? He, he rolled his ankle. Okay, well, in that sense, then do you go with skills and lag of Bielka just for the fact that it doesn't seem to really be an injury concern? I mean, Phillips didn't do anything really wrong in the first half. I think, to be fair to him, he did try a few ambitious passes out for the back, you know, kind of long diagonals. Mm. And, you know, a couple of them didn't quite pull off. But in terms of, he had a kind of almost Christopher Iyer type stride when he was on the ball he wanted to get forward which was good he looked comfortable in, in possession um, so if if he was fit I probably would play Phillips to be fair I think he, he, he looks the part but you know you don't want to be throwing in too many guys that A you know Phillips hasn't played a lot of football so again mm-hmm. that match fitness but also if he's you know potentially pick it the last thing we need at the moment is any more um, injuries um, obviously, in an ideal world, would be starting. You know, it would be CCB and somebody else. But at the moment, I think, you know, purely for the fact that that's the, they're the, the two most match sharp. I'd go with skills and, and Lager Bielka. Yeah, that's, that's a good defensive partnership. I still think it's crazy, frankly, that we're talking about Liam Skills in the Champions League. And I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it because it will <laughs> cause another massive argument. But we all know what I'm saying. I think we all get it. Um, I think, quite ironically, you were saying Phillips didn't do much wrong, after me, which I agree with in essence, but I thought Largabelka was probably our best defender on the day when he came on the pitch. I thought he was he was, he was was really good. He strolled through the game. He struggled at Ibrox, but sometimes he needed to be took out to be put back in again. We've seen that before with Abada. We've seen it with Jada before when he was at the club, so that can happen. We've had a confidence issue there, but Phillips could be out. I think Roger said today that they, they're assessing him. He trained at the Parkhead the day before they left on the plane to go to uh, Rotterdam, but where, where would you go with it? Obviously, you started with um, Scales and Phillips. What are you thinking for, for Farno? If Phillips is fat, I, I think you stick with that partnership, Stephen. It's it's all about building partnerships. Now, like you say, without getting into it, Scales, it's mad that we're talking about Scales in the Champions League, but we are where we are with, with injuries and stuff. And, and I show a bit of respect to Scales. The last two games, he's played really well, especially that derby match. He played really well. Do I think? Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, equally, the game before that, he played absolutely horrendous against St. Johnston. But so, he is still that player. Pace would bother me with, with skills. That's one thing. I think There's that no ball, pace. I think that ball over the top can kill him. Equally, it seems to have a, it seems to be an issue for Lagerbelka as well. But skills at the weekend, certainly had that ball over the top of his cell that helped get Celtic up the park. So that could be a good tactic for us. We might be under pressure a wee bit that uh by that was a fair point. Um so that could be an option and obviously he's naturally left footed he'll be, he'll be more suited to the, the left centre back position. I think Lager, it's Lager Belka's favourite favourite position as well. But I think just the way just just on forum, considering the game, if it was maybe a domestic game, not to disrespect the league, I would maybe play Lagerbielka just to try and get him, get minutes in his his legs to see what he's all about. We, we know what school was all about. Like, I'm not saying we were hunting skills out of the club, but we all said it was one that needed to go. We just didn't see a future for him. But the transfer window's shut. He's still here. Could he be Brendan Rogers? Skill seems Aye. like a guy who has the basics down, but the connective tissues between not so much. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. I know. Um, it could be like it could be Brendan Rogers' Ryan Christie just 
away and loan for a couple of seasons and comes back and just turns up. But for me, I, th- I think he's in a wee purple patch now. I hope he continues it to the morrow. And then just I, ju- I just don't see... I would pick skills in that Phillips and that Phillips finish, but it worries me that I'm thinking about skills in the Champions League. It worked me. It's given me. Credit they got credit for credit. She said two good games, but come on, it's fucking. And you know, fine rightly, you know, fine rightly, if we if if we get it done. We'll be talking about on Friday. We should have signed another top quality centre half. So nah, I, I mean, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue. Nah, I think that's harsh. I think that's very. I know. I get the. I get the injuries, but I mean, I mean, we're talking about yeah, skills here in the, in the Champions nah, League. We're, right, we're talking about so skills. You've got Carter Vickers. You probably weren't intending to sell Starfield. He went, but you signed the Rocky straight after that, and then you signed Lager Bielka to cover because we all said um, CCV and Starfield were a number number ones, and we all said we want another guy in there. Mm-hmm. Of Starfield or better, somebody to compete because we didn't think Kobayashi, Scales, Welsh were, were good enough. Starfield unfortunately left, but Narofke was coming, Narofke came in. Then you go and get Lagerbelka, which looks like that's bulking up, replacing what you wanted. So essentially, defence was still were okay. Then Narofke gets injured and CCV gets injured, and you go out and get Nat Phillips. You, you can't really just go and buy. Go and get me a centre half. I, I know. It was more. I know we too. like. I know we like to criticise the board, but you can't be having a goal. They, they went out and got a defender when they went out. It just is, it just so happened that, that he that he was injured. The guy to cover injuries yeah. is injured. <laughs> he came in. He's injured. Madness. But Anthony, let's go right into it here. Score and lineup prediction. How you feeling? So yeah, I think it was. Um, Joe Hart will start in, in goals, obviously. Alistair Johnston, Lager, Bielka, Scales and Taylor uh, in a back four. That's a tough one because he, he, he brought Hattati on, but it's Hattati, you know, ah, is he going to be match fit? It's a, it's a tough one. But then again, you've seen the quality that he brings, so you might think, you know, it, it's worth it. So I'd say McGregor, obviously, Hattati, and O'Reilly and oh. a front three of Yang on the right, Maida on the left, and uh, Kyogo uh, up front um, in the centre. Only th- th- Turnbull might play and possibly instead of um, Hattati, but if Hattati declares himself, I would I would suggest that he would start. And um, you know, I think let's let's dream big, Stephen. But <laughs> for a good couple of results, let's say uh, let's say one 0 to Celtic and let's get our, our first ever. Opening game win in the Champions League. I'm saying one. I like the thing. Optimistic. We all love a wee bit of optimism on the podcast. You know what, Anthony? What about yourself, Franny? I think the team will be the exact same. I know I, I said I'd pick Phillips, but I did see the comments as well for, for Rogers saying that I think he rolled, he's, 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 I don't think it was touch and go, but essentially Nat Phillips is touch and go. So I think, I think for me, that means Lager, Lager Belk will probably start. So I'm, much the same team as Anthony. I think Katati's got to come back in there. Um, but the only, as I said, the only change I would make is if, depending on fitness, I would take Phillips in there. And San Fran, I'm, I've got to be optimistic I'm with San Fran. I think 2-2, a very entertaining 2-2. I'll, I'll go with the attitude that I had at the Rangers game. I'll snap your hands after a draw. And then hope, yeah, that, I think, hope that that goes against me and, and we get the win. I would love to avoid defeat. In the yes. first game, because it kind of it sets you up. Even it's one point, three points. Yeah. You're kind of yeah. any know point I mean? of any uh, mm. point on the board tomorrow night. You're 
the two home games would coming be, up, you know, that would be a, a great yeah. start as well. It'd be fantastic. And I mean, the midfield, I agree with the, the team in essence in terms of the back four and the front three, that's fair enough. But I don't know, I can maybe see Bernardo starting tomorrow. Nah, Bernardo, McGregor, and O'Reilly. Because if Atate is not fully match fit, you're not putting Turnbull there. You're not uh, putting yeah, Turnbull there. Got he's put, um, well, I know Bernardo's just in, but he's putting Turnbull. Come on. Turnbull's had a decent start this season. As much as uh, I'm, I'm clamoring to get Hattati in a forum, Turnbull's had a decent start. You can't uh, make a logic. I'll stick my neck out. I'll stick my neck out. Oh, I'll right, say Bernardo's going to start tomorrow. I'll stay Bernardo. No, no look, the reason, the, the reason why I'm thinking this, and I'll give you my logic behind it. Because you just want to go, oh, that. No, no, mate. No, I'm going logic. International scout here on a mission. All right. right? <laughs> he, play, he played the full 90 minutes in the Portugal under-21 team. He came on for 25 minutes against us. He's fresh. He's match fit. My only concern is, if you put a Tate in the midfield, what if he gasses out after 35, 40 minutes? You need to take that in consideration, right? He hasn't had a full match in a while. Yeah, Turnbull, Turnbull, for me, right, we, we got away for it. Ibrox, by the way. He didn't do anything special. That, that's not beat around the bush. He scored a few goals, a couple of them penalty kicks, right? That, that, that's got it right. Speed is the main issue in our midfield. Bernardo can cover the ground. From what I can tell, what, I, what I've seen, he can cover the ground. He looks a smooth operator. And I look, it's an out-there shout. I think Bernardo might edge it. Because if we go in with Turnbull... I'd actually have Tiago Home instead of Bernardo. Well, I'd yeah, Tiago Home think. could be but, a shout too, but I'm just saying, Turnbull... Stop being silly. I hope he does. I'm hoping that, but I'm saying if he's not fully match fit, there's no point risking him in terms of... Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if he's not fully match fit, there's no point risking him in terms of throwing him in for the 45 minutes and then he gets injured and he picks up a tweet again. But look, we'll find out tomorrow night when we're back in the Champions League over in, in Rotterdam and that brings us to the end of the podcast. Have you enjoyed this one? Ah, it's been great, it's been great. It's getting me buzzing for the morrow as well, Stephen. Cannot wait. Good man, and Anthony yourself, buddy. Absolutely, mate. Great to be back on, as I say. It feels like it's been a wee while since I've been on, just we've been off on holiday. But if you're going to come back on, might as well be on the back of a win and then previewing the, the Champions League as well. So hope everyone, uh, wherever they're watching the tomorrow, enjoys it and here's hoping for a good result. 100%. And again, we'll be back Friday at 8 o'clock, our usual time. Hopefully, celebrating a great result. But until then, and thanks everyone in the comments, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.